Today's anecdotal experience is sponsored by Hyundai. Buy a Hyundai. If you aren't looking at the emblem or the grill you'd think it was a Mercedes. Take a girl out and tell her you drive a Mercedes, and then never let her see the front or back of the car. Seems impractical, and probably is. Today's guest on the anecdotal experience is Mohammed Patel. I don't know why I feel the need to tell people, but Mohammed's been on two episodes before. I always, I think I say that. So if this is your, if you just started listening to the podcast and you like the person that I'm talking to and you want to hear more, oh, go listen to, yeah, go listen to his old ones. We were so, it was like a year ago and we were so immature, the stuff we'd say. Very embarrassing, but it's who we are. Today we're talking about anxiety though. Everyone's got anxiety. It's not interesting. It doesn't make you a cool, exciting person. Everyone's anxious all the time. It's the way it is. We're meant to be hunting bears, or no, being hunted by bears rather. Uh, So we have all this anxiety and all this biological response to fear, and we get anxiety during times we don't need it this should be good yeah so listen to this episode listen to us talk about anxiety then go back and listen to muhammad patel's old episodes i love you let's start the podcast what triggered that response i was probably just very anxious at the moment what what kind of stuff what kind of stuff this is probably the third time I've asked you this question, but what what are you what are you anxious about, man? Oh just everything, I think. You know, I'm uh very uh frightened of the world, you know. How so? I don't know, man. I just like uh I I don't know if I'm scared, right? That's scared isn't the right term. I think very um very uh worried very worried uh i'm a worry worrying person okay so am i what okay i can if you can't okay specifically what occupies most of your mental bandwidth that's just a waste of time you know what i mean like that just worrying thinking about something that you have no control over um like specifically um oh how other people view me probably Okay, and what is the, who, what people? Like, people you love, general people, people that view your comedy, or what is the, what? I think that evolves over time, at least for me, it has, it used to be every person, right? Right. And then it was like, all right, well, how about just the people around me, you know, all of them, see how they feel. Uh, And now I think it's normally just the people, I don't, even the people who see my comedy, it's like, well, they can fuck off probably, you know. Okay. Then what are you worried that you're doing to people? Are you worried that you're hurting people's feelings or are you worried that they like think you're a loser or they think you're lame or you're not fun to be around or what is the... Well, I'm just worried people don't have it right, right? I- I'm always worried that like people, uh, you know, uh, that guy's a weirdo. I'm like, yeah, but like, is that bad? Or, you know, are you just secretly hate me. I, that's one thing that I'm like, uh, everybody's just being nice, but they actually hate me. Which, you know what? Why? Because even if they hate me, they're still being nice right now. So, like, why does that matter to me? Yeah. Because in the moment, it doesn't really. It doesn't really. Oh, you can tell when people ultimately love you let's just call it love you know when people can kind of forgive you for whatever weirdness you think you bring to a conversation or to an environment i feel like people treat you in a way that ultimately they don't want you to feel bad or feel bad about yourself i think in some circles yeah okay well what 
have you gotten because i feel like this is a common theme with you and your podcast and like and us doing podcasts together well i think i've gotten better about it have you i think so i think i'm in a better headspace now than i have been in previous years you know i I think i've been looking at life a little bit differently i've probably matured quite a bit maybe i don't know we i'm not the judge of that but you know i think i've just uh approached life differently uh yeah i think i've just turned around how i view maybe myself or other people and i've just sort of like taken it off of that pedestal you know you know what what if i'm a scumbag what if i'm a douche you know i'm gonna play the bad guy why not be the bad guy dude that's interesting man that alec and i had we did a podcast last night and we talked about what if like you know, sometimes you're just like the villain. Sometimes it's when someone else is telling a story, you're the bad guy in the story and whatever, man. They just don't understand, like, your perspective on the situation. Right, yeah, yeah. And maybe, you know, sometimes fuck other people. They don't, you know, fuck your happiness. I said it, saying it right now. I probably don't stand by that. No, I stand by, you know what, I, you know what? I actually, I stand by fuck your feelings a lot of the time. Yeah, at the same time, though, it's like if you hurt somebody's feelings, you know, I, uh, that's your bad. You're being a dick. You know, and that's, that's part of what, I, what I'm doing with the, my podcast now, you know, I think. I, I explain the premise to you, right? Yeah, but we explain it to the listeners, what you're, what you're going, what the theme of your podcast is. Oh, are we recording now? Yeah, we're going, dude. Okay, all right, all right. Uh, I thought this was preface. Okay. Now, um, yeah, yeah, so my podcast is called I'm So Sorry with Muhammad Patel. And it's, uh, it's, it's sort of like this one in that you have a guest on there. Uh, and what I'm going to have is I'm going to have people go on there and talk about something terrible they've done to somebody or somebody they've hurt and how that's affected them. And how that has affected the other person. Kind of like a confessional meets an advice show. But I don't really give advice because I'm not qualified, you know. So it's just, uh, I might give advice, but you shouldn't follow it, you know. Yeah, you can weigh in and not believe that you know everything. You can offer advice. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, maybe not take it to heart all the time. I don't know. Okay. Just know that I'm just a mensch. I'm just a person. I'm a, you know, I don't, I'm not, I I, I didn't get a graduate degree in psychology or any of that shit. You know, I'm i I'm just a human being weighing in on these things. Just a dude trying to figure stuff out about other people and interactions and that sort of thing, right? Yeah. Yeah, I know. And that's a good way to approach giving any sort of advice. Not like you, you know anything. Anyone that says like, oh, I have a master's degree in whatever you know brain chemistry or something i'm like okay relax buddy like we're all we all have a lot of experience living life and we can offer yeah yeah uh, nerd yeah yeah make them eat rocks dude eat rocks kick rocks i don't know yeah yeah man you you you, you feed them rocks feed them rocks dude yeah, just excuse me this is my mother's cooking please have some and it's rocks yeah Pakistani dish, dude. Uh, do not insult my culture. Sorry. Okay. I no, not you. Not you. I'm no. saying if somebody's like, oh, I don't want to eat this as rocks. Do not insult my culture, dude. Eat the fucking rocks. Oh, got it. We're still in the bit. Okay. Cool. <laughs> hey, do you do you feel like you're more confident? I now? feel like. Well, I've been doing this thing lately where I uh, fake arrogance, man. How's that going? Oh, boy, people do not like it very much. But I think... What does it look like? uh, You know, somebody will say... uh, All right, like, for example, I was at uh, Urban Artifact, uh, which is a brewery in uh, Cincinnati, Ohio, for the listeners. Thank you. And uh, we were doing a show, and, uh, you know, at the end of the show, I fall off the stage and I slam my back into two chairs... Uh, and then I go outside, I talk to a friend and they say, oh, they're definitely going to remember you, uh, after that. I'm like, well, they were going to remember me anyways, you know? Okay. They're kind of like a cockiness. 
Yeah. Yeah, I see what you mean. And well, it's also not, I don't think it's necessarily cockiness. It's ingenuine, I'll tell you that. Yeah, no, but I get what you're, I think it's like. It's playful cockiness, I think. I think uh, if you know me and you know what I'm about, that's obviously me, you know, just dicking around. Yeah, but it's also I, I to me when I hear what you saying, they're never gonna remember me anyway. It it makes me think you don't take yourself all that seriously in a good no, way. No, no, no. I said they are. For, I said they were gonna remember me anyways. Oh, you said they were going. They're gonna remember me anyways because your jokes were so good. Yeah, man. Jokes of fire. Yeah, yeah. Just lean into it, man. Just lean into like. I love that man. When someone just leans in, like I think I'm funny. Like I, I like me. I'm cocky. I think I'm good. I, I respect it, dude. Yeah, I mean, and then like I think I'm at the point right now where it's somewhat justified. I'm doing way better now than I don't know. You've seen me on stage, yeah, probably two years ago, and it was like I, I don't think that kind of arrogance was uh, justified for me back then. Well. You know what I always liked about you is you never you never asked me my opinion on anything. You were never you never gave me that weird sort of like oh man, sometimes I don't feel funny or like I don't feel like I'm very funny. You always you always liked your jokes and you always believed them believed in them and thought they were funny. Which I always respected about you because I think it's, I think that's important because if, if you don't think your jokes are funny, I don't think you should be on stage, but you always had that confidence of like, I worked hard on these. Um, and I think they're good. Cause I think it's so annoying when people are like, Oh, I don't think my jokes are very good. Cause usually if they asked me, I'd be like, yeah, your jokes aren't very good. You're not very funny, you know, but right. I respected that you were like, no, I, I wrote these at home. They're funny. They're good jokes. I'm going to, you took it seriously. Yeah, man, I love this stuff. This is uh, my favorite thing in the world, I think, stand-up comedy. Yeah, so I think I think that's kind of like translating to your your real life. I think you believe in yourself more and you like yourself more and you trust yourself and you your opinion of yourself's not really based on other people. Yeah, it's not it's not really based on other people anymore, man. I think now, yeah, I'm not I think I used to think more like everybody hates me. Now it's more like, God, what, what could I, what might I be doing that somebody would hate? You know, I think I've turned it more from an external to an internal thing. I think I've become a little bit more introspective, a little bit more, um, you know, Zen trying to achieve that Zen trying to, you know, wait, explain that a little more trying to hone it. You know, I think my anxiety used to be more external, more like, oh, God, all these other people. And now it's more, um, God, what am I doing to these other people? You know, how have I let this person down? How have I let that person down? How have I, you know, what have I, what have I done? Uh, you know, it's yeah. very, it's gone from, um, it's gone towards more looking towards my own actions versus, observing the actions of others, you know? Yeah, a little more, what, a little less concerned of what they think about you and more concerned about if you've hurt them or hurt their feelings. Right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's, what What changed you, man? What's, what changed? Uh, what's that process been like? Like, what's given you this, because you do, you mean, obviously you sound, you sound pretty mature. I think the ideas you're speaking about are, you know, very adult so what what's like changed you over the next or over the past couple years couple years man i i think a big part of it is call uh graduating college and just seeing the real fucking world you know what do you mean i want to know what's your perception of what college was and then what now the real world is so like i don't know if we if you listen to the, the last podcast we did it's a lot of me whining about oh my life's so hard. It's all this. It's been a rough year. No, it only got worse. It only kept getting worse. And I'm like, I have to change my perspective. It's like, I can't, I 
can't get bogged down by things anymore, man. I got to forgive. I got to forget. I got to keep moving on. I was, uh, I was unemployed for a long time and it took me a long time to get a job. And then I got a job and I lost it soon thereafter, you know? So I just had to keep the role. Dude, the day I lost my job was the same day my grandfather died. I'm sorry, man. It's, it's a process, man. I, you know what though? Didn't really care about that job after I found that news about my grandfather, you know? Yeah, I can give you that perspective. Which I think is kind of what you're talking about, you know? You kind of, you saw your, you know, small problems and solved them with bigger problems. Yeah, dude, it's like if your hand hurts, shoot yourself in the foot, your hand's not going to hurt anymore. Yeah, exactly, man. So that, so leaving... Okay, what were your stress? I, I remember some of your stresses in college, which were pretty, pretty legit. Like you, uh, you got uh, like kicked out of your apartment, and you were living, and you had to like you had a you know kind of weird living situations for a while, which is legit. I feel like that's a real problem. You get kicked out. I feel like you didn't have any money. Am I right? Yeah, I was slowly and surely continually running out of money because I was working, you know, shit jobs, odd jobs, stuff like that. I didn't, uh, you know, without a degree at the time, I couldn't get a like, job that paid me well enough and still let me do college, you know? Right. But I had to work nights. And even I, even I couldn't really work nights because I was out doing stand-up. So I had to do weekends and then, like, find these weird four to seven, uh, three to six shifts or you know 10 to 2 whatever worked around comedy and college you know right so i wasn't making very much money i um i was yeah my living situation was just up in the air for a while like i live the place i live in now you know i've been here for a little while i like it uh but it's also like i lived in this place for like two weeks without power in uh, in the fall, you know, that's not fun. Right. Uh, it, the day, I think everything that, when bad things happen, they come in twos or threes, you know, it's never mm -hmm. like one thing at the same time. All right. So like I went, I went to go vote uh, in November of 2016. I went to go vote and then I get a call from uh, my roommate saying, Hey, the apartment's on fire, you know? So it's like those two things happen concurrently. Right. Uh, grandfather job concurrently you know yeah so what so then it, it when when did you have the moment where you're like you know bad shit's gonna be happening all the time and in twos uh and that's just the way it's gonna be and i need to learn how to deal with it without affecting my my mood i think it was a slow i think it's a slow process man i think it's like what used to bum me out for a week or two weeks is like maybe an hour now, you know, it's like, so I was slowly picking away at how long I would be upset at things. But at some point I realized you're just upset because you want to be upset. You know, you don't. Really? You think you, okay. So you think a lot of it was you deciding to have a negative perspective on things? You know, you remember me. I was a mope, dude. You were a mope, but like, you, you kind of, yeah, I can see that you wanted to be a mope, but I think like deep down, I liked, I liked seeing you, because I felt like you were easy, you were easy to distract from your mopiness. It's it's like, like a pouty kid. You can just <laughs> you can just tickle them, and they'll just immediately be distracted from their mopiness you were speaking, you know speaking of uh kids man you know what'll what'll uh cheer me up immediately without no matter what's going on what give me a toy and just let me play with it you know just like ah if it if it says something like it's an action figure with a phrase i'll press it eight times and i'll just cheer me up exactly you're you're easily you're, you'll walk into a place with your mood kind of being like, oh, I'm, I'm Mopey Muhammad. But you were, I knew it just, it was only a matter of time. And a lot of times, like, I remember just kind of giving you shit for being a Mope, you know? Right. And you never took it personally. You just, you know, I just knew I could kind of like make fun of you for a little bit and you'd, you'd cheer up. Yeah, man. 
I think I, I'm getting better about that. I don't let uh, I don't let my emotions take a hold of me as much. You know, I've done a lot of I've been reading a lot. That helps. It's not honestly. Life is uh, just distracting yourself from all the bullshit. I think that's the biggest part of trying to be happy. You know, distracting yourself from all of the bullshit. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I think you can't, it is, it is tough, but you're right. Like you can fester, you can take, you know, the things you can't change and just think about them. And, but like you said, you just gotta, you gotta distract yourself with whatever it is, like a toy or anything. Mm -hmm. Did, um, did you kind of, cause I mean, you've had some success in comedy lately, right? Like you host the club. Yeah. Uh, fairly regularly, yeah. So what? How has that affected your um, your mood or your self perception? I think I think it's validated uh, a lot of the good feelings I didn't really focus on myself for a little while. You know, like you know, a lot of times people will focus on their bad qualities and whatever. And um, so what I've done now is just started to you know focus on what what I do well. And, you know, seek validation, not maybe seek validation, but appreciate validation in those fields, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Go look for reasons to be happy. I've also gotten better at, like, just leaving bad situations, you know? What what type of situation would that be? Oh, man, everybody's being a dick to me. Well, I don't have to stay here, you know? I can go to a different place. True. You can always, yeah. I just, I don't, I don't even need to go to a different place. I can just walk across the room, you know. Yeah, go talk to someone else. Right, right. Yeah, I was always. I mean, I think. I mean, I there were times I remember being in the circles we were in, and I be I'd be talking to someone, and I'd just be kind of whatever someone said. I'd just be kind of over, and it put me in a bad mood. And I'd go up to someone, I'd probably go up to someone like you, man, and talk to you, because I always felt comfortable around you, you know? That was, like, a way to change the situation. It's like, you know what? I'm done with these people. I'm going to talk to someone that I actually like kicking it with, you know? Right. How would you leave the conversation, though, man? Because I, 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 you probably remember this. Sometimes when I didn't want to be in a conversation, I would just walk away, you know? You can do that. Yeah, but some people got very upset about that. A lot of new comics are like, what is this guy's deal? What's, you know what I'm talking about. We've had this conversation. I've probably done it to you. Yeah, I mean, yeah, if you're having a one, like, oh, like in, in, in the event you're having a one-on-one conversation and then whatever the person says pissing you off. Not even that. Maybe I see something shiny across the room or something, you know, I'm just, I got real bad ADHD, so it's, like, real easy to distract myself, you know. That's one of the positives of ADHD. You won't see that on the commercials. Yeah. Yeah, true. I don't know, but you're you're referring to specifically if someone's, like, putting you in a bad mood, though? Yeah, I'll just walk away or, uh, hey, fuck off. I'm going to go talk to him, you know. Yeah, you can do that, man. I mean, you can do it. I mean, I would do it in a more, incont- like, in a way, I just find a way out. I'm not, that's not hard for me. I can just figure out a way to not be interacting with the person that's bringing me down. Yeah, but I'm somewhat abrasive. Yeah, why not be abrasive? Sometimes I am. Sometimes, like, I've been in situations where I've told people, like, I'm not doing this with you right now, and I'm, I'm leaving, you know? Yeah. And that's fine. And ultimately, dude, those people, if you're, if, if I find myself at the point where I'm going to tell someone that I'm leaving a conversation because I'm, it's like giving me a lot of negative energy, you know what? I probably don't want to, don't really give a shit if I'm chill with that person. Oh, you don't mind burning that bridge? I mean, burn, whatever. But like, if they're putting me in that headspace, I'm okay with, you know, being like, hey, I need a minute. I need a minute. See ya. Mm-hmm. I don't feel bad. Right, yeah, yeah. And you shouldn't, man. I don't think anybody should feel bad ever. Except like, uh, you know, like um, uh, uh, like rapists and pedophiles. They should feel bad all the time. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. That's my hard stance for this podcast. A lot of times I don't care if people feel bad, though. Like in that event, if someone's like doing, 
okay, it's if someone's saying something to me and I believe, either I believe they're saying it because they want me to feel bad or they're just oblivious and they're condescending to me. Do you know what I mean? I uh, I don't know, man. I uh, It's like a weird uh, duality I think I live in in my own headspace where I, uh, I do care if somebody feels bad unless, you know, I, it's hard for me. I don't know. I, I do not want good people to feel bad. And sometimes I do that. Good people to feel bad. I don't care if someone's like, if it's a good person, I'll like, I'll lay awake at night feeling like if I did say something that offended them, I'll lay awake with dread. But if it's someone where I'm like, dude, this person is just like either condescending or they tried to make me feel bad. I don't I don't care, man. I uh, I tell you about how I got my glasses broken recently. No, go for it. I uh, I was out. uh, I was out in the town, man. And um, this guy was being real homophobic. And I'm like, hey, a gay guy cuts my hair. You need to calm down. And he he says, um, I can't think of anything grosser than having sex with a man. And I said, probably fucking that poor mother of yours. And then he hit me. Who'd you say that to? Just some dude. Nobody I know. You didn't know him? No, I did not know him. And you called his mother a whore? Yeah. What? What? Well, and then he punched you in the face? Yes, he did punch me in the face. It did happen, yeah. And it broke your glasses? Broke my. They took the most of the hit, actually. You know, it's a good... You know, I probably would have gotten real messed up if they, I hadn't had them on. Yeah, you deserve. I mean, yeah, you're. I'm not gonna say you deserve that, but like, he was being homophobic. Yeah, but you can't like, dude. In that situation, here's what Joey Bertoff would have done. I would have just like, I would have, like I said, just left, walked away, found a way out. Chances are, you were interacting with a bunch of people, right? It wasn't just you and him. Yeah, I know there were several people around. I would have just, personally, I just would have, like, I would have been like, hey, this, I'm done interacting with an asshole homophobe. No, but you, no, you got to stick up for, uh, for uh, you got to stick up for people, man. You got to stick up for those who are oppressed. You got to stick up for those who have a raw deal in life just because of something they can't control. You know, it's like, it's like if that dude was picking on a mentally challenged person, you know, you wouldn't stand for that. I wouldn't, yeah, no, I'm saying, I, all right, you're right, I don't think I would stand for that, but them just, like, being homophobic in conversation, that's not yeah, worth, guess, that's not worth I my guess, time. I guess I didn't fix their homophobia either, I didn't, like. No, I mean, I respect it, I just personally, I want to give them the time, uh, but I respect your decision to call their mother a whore and just get into it. I mean, to be fair, somebody didn't raise them right, you know? Yeah, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's true. It's, the mom's probably, probably pretty hoary, dude. Jesus Christ. Yeah, maybe. Um, I feel like that takes, I feel like, honestly, that I think that, like, calling someone's mother a name like that takes a lot of self-confidence, man. Or just disregard for your own concern. I think it takes both. You think so? I respect you. I like your. You've all. You've never been. You've never been this like person to be afraid. Yeah, I'm not. I guess. Yeah. I think out in public. I don't know. I think most of my anxiety comes to me uh, in a uh, when you're alone. Cause that's when you don't have distractions. You know. Yeah. What are you are you worrying about things you've said during the day that could have hurt people's feelings or what? I'm worrying about that. I'm worrying about my own uh, mental stability, financial stability. You know what could go wrong? What if God is real and watching me right now? You know all that stuff. Ooh, you you have a God guilt like God is disappointed in you? Yeah, man. I found Christ and it, all is good now. No, I did not. Uh, no, I know what you're saying, though. No, it's just like, what if all of this, what if everything my mother told me was correct? You know, what if all the stuff, speaking of anxiety, that woman, oh my God, so much anxiety. That's like, I'm sure that's where it comes from. What is, 
What does she stress about? Man, if I don't call her uh, every few hours, like three times a day, she has assumed I've died. She is, uh, no co- that woman has no confidence in me as a survivor. You know, she's like, well, no, he'll forget to eat. You know, she'll, <laughs> I got to remind him to eat or I got to remind him like, hey, is your, uh, is your oven off? I'm like, no, nah, I didn't use the up, but is it off? All right. Maybe you should just stop calling her three times a day and let her, you know, let her assume you died and let her understand that you're a, you're a big boy who can turn an oven off. That, no, that woman raised me, man. She deserves, if three calls a day makes her happy, I'm going to give her three calls a day. Mm, I know. I love my mom too, but I have boundaries. Yeah, but it makes her happy, man. What else? I'm not doing much to make her happy. You know, I'm not... <laughs> You so call I get, I, your mom three times a day. You're doing much. It's a phone call, man. We talk for maybe two minutes. Oh, you're alive? Yeah, yeah, I'm alive. Well, oh, where are you? Oh, I'm here. Okay. Talk to you later. Yeah, I know. I want to make my mom happy, too. But, like, if my mom insisted upon that, I'd be like, you know what, Mom? I love you. But. Well, she's I'm, insisting on less now, man. She used to insist on a lot. So I think that we've kind of settled, you know. Okay. Well, I'm not going to I'm not going to weigh in on your relationship with your mom. No, go ahead, man. Your podcast. Okay. Well, then do you do you feel like your remedy for your anxiety is distractions? And I'm not saying I'm not saying that like as a loaded question. I think distractions are good. Right. Yeah. Go ahead. I'm asking is that how you is that how you consciously deal with, like you said, if you're home alone, your mind goes to the negative, the worry, the stress. Right, is that yeah, how yeah. you remedy it is by going out and doing something? Right, yeah. That, or I like to do this. Well, I don't do this as much anymore because it is kind of bad behavior. But what I would do is play a game I used to call anxiety tag where I give somebody else anxiety and it's like, oh, you've got it now. Yeah, but it's not like you gave it to him. It's not like it flees from you. It seems that way in comparison, though, you know? What do you, how would you even do that? I just bug somebody, man. Annoy somebody. Yeah. Okay. I see how that could be. Yeah. I think people do that with negative energy a lot. I, I think if someone's sad or down about something, a lot of times they'll try to bring someone else down because misery loves company. Yeah, buddy. I, I think that's fun. Uh, I don't know, man. Whenever I get sad, I just try to make myself sadder. I think that's a fun game to play. Yeah, but again, you, like you said, you know you do it. You know you like being sad. You like being identified as the as the mopey guy. I don't know if I so much so like it. I just think I associate, I think I associate um, like, yeah, misery with good art. You know, you never see a happy artist, you know? Yeah, that's true. That's true. I think, I think, oh man, do you think that's what it is? Do you think that's why you're inclined to it? No, I think it's why I'm inclined towards art. I don't think, I think it's the other way around, man. Okay, you think you're inclined towards art because you're miserable? I don't know if I'm miserable, so to speak, but like you know, I uh, I, I view way I view things in a way that uh, might make somebody sad, you know. Yeah, yeah, maybe I I don't see you I don't see you as a negative person. I know I know people that want to be perceived as positive but are negative, and I know people that want to be kind of perceived as a uh, melancholy, but deep down, and this is this is you. You this is me? you are positive. You cannot help. You cannot help but be positive. When you show up somewhere, you'll come in with your head kind of hanging, but twenty minutes in, you're laughing and having a good time. Like you, I think I, you I can't think I li- keep from it. I think I like being a person. I think is what it is. You know. What do you mean? I I think it took me a while, but I just like. I like being alive, dude. I like, uh, you know, I like seeing people. I like seeing people smile. I like making people happy. I don't want anybody to feel bad, you know? So I want to like, I want to 
be able to make everybody the most they are. And that's part of the anxiety too, is that expectation you set on yourself. I want everybody to be amazing unless you're a douchebag. Uh, but even if you're a douchebag, maybe happiness will change you, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, I do. You take that as your responsibility to make people happy. Yeah. Yeah. Now, but like, I do get down quite a bit, though. Like, I, I don't know, man. Life kind of throws your hurdles. And I did think now I've just found a way to expedite that process. You know, I've just like, oh, you go do something else. You go. I, that's what I say. Like, if, I, um, if I'm sad or I'm down, I'll go watch a sad movie. Get all of that out of me, you know. Do you think that's a thing? Do you think that you can do that? You can watch a sad movie? And this is, we've ta- I've talked about this before on the podcast, but people have talked about, crying as like a release that they get and then you just feel you just have that in you and you just feel better and i mean it's been compared to there's really nothing else to compare to but it's been compared to like masturbation like you can like cry masturbate and then you're good for a while and you feel better but you let it you let it out like at the same time yes no (laughs) that's actually a joke we've made before no Two separate uh, ideas, but I'm comparing the two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know, man. I don't cry that much. Uh, I, there's things that will, anytime I will, I, I, yeah, I witness them will make me cry. I mean, like, uh, but not always sad things. Sometimes something's like happy, and I'm like, oh, goddamn. Like, Mr. Rogers, man, watching anything that man does makes me weep. Because, like, dude, I grew up with a dude amazing person i only i can only strive to be a tenth as a, a hundred like i can only imagine to be as wholesome and kind as like the sweat on his forehead you know well that's okay that sounds good it sounds like you have a real positive attitude toward life man i think i'm getting towards that man i think that's what what i'm working towards right now just trying to be the most you can be, you know? Yeah, and I think, well, I mean, even you, you phrased it in a way that was you want to make people feel good. You want an interaction with Muhammad Patel to make people feel better once they leave it. Yeah, man, I've been, like, I've been doing this thing now where I just try to help anybody I can physically help. You know, anybody, if I have the means and the time to help somebody, I'm going to do it, you know? How's that make made you feel? I don't know if it affects my feeling in the in the time. Right? I I don't care how it affects my feeling is what I'm getting at right now. I, yeah. I but I don't want I want other people to one know somebody cares about them. Uh, know that you know there are good people in the world. Not that I'm a good person or anything. You know I, don't, I fuck all that. But um, I want I want people to know that there's like people, yeah, people who care about them, people who aren't just fucking assholes. Cause like, I don't know for the longest time I, uh, you go through feelings of, uh, nobody cares about you. Nobody. Right. And you don't want other people to feel that, you know, you don't want other people to, you know, go through the shit you've gone through. So you go out of their way, you go out of your way to make sure they know that they're cared and loved, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that's good. You you you're a very empathetic person. I think so. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, that's Sorry. admirable. Like I'm, I've been doing this thing uh, every Friday. I'll go out. I'll go down to over the Rhine or something. I'll have fun. You know, whatever out in town. But at the end of the night, I always buy a large pizza from Goodfellas. And I go. I walk around for like an hour, make sure every homeless person that needs a fucking slice of pizza gets a slice of pizza. Buying pizza for all the homeless people. Uh, I'm buying one pizza. I have them double slice it. So the slices are, they're huge slices. It's not like it's somebody's not getting a meal, you know? Oh, you buy an entire pizza. Yeah. yeah I buy an entire large pizza. You, you've seen the pizza there. Yeah, it's very, huge. Uh, and then I have them double slice it and I find as many people that are still out and hungry and, you know, need it, need a bite to eat, you know, and I do that. Dude, you've changed, man. What do you mean I've changed? I'm not saying that you were an asshole before, but that's like that's like Christ-like behavior, man. I'm impressed. 
If you're impressed, don't be impressed, man. That's the least I can do. I can afford $20 right now to uh, buy a pizza and make sure some people aren't hungry. That's fucking, you shouldn't be impressed by that. That's not impressive. I don't do it. I could do it, but I don't. You should do it, man. I know. This This fucking schmuck in Cincinnati who's a fucking asshole. I am a fucking asshole through and through in my blood. I'm going out and doing that. You can fucking do that. Anybody who's listening, you can fucking do that. Yeah. Yeah, there's plenty of people that would like a slice of pizza in near my apartment. And there's a Domino's. I could even I could even give them cheaper pizza. Right, you could feed more people for the yeah. I have no excuse, man. Okay. You know what? I'm gonna do it. You do it, dude. I'm gonna do that. You know, just- I, yeah. Okay. Cool. You've you've inspired me. Good. And I hope I inspire other people. You know, I, I really, uh, I don't know. I don't like telling people I do that though. You know, I just, no. cause then you seem like, uh, look at me. I'm a champion for the homeless. I'm this, I'm that. No, right. fuck that. But I don't, I think I've start. I think I need to start telling people that just so they also do that. And then there's a bigger change in the world. There's more positivity. There's more kindness. There's more love. You know, I just, everybody gets together and fucking helps each other out. You know, it's just, and then the world is a better place, man. Everybody talks about how shitty the world is, but they don't do shit about it. They just complain, man. Fucking go do something. Go help somebody. Go up. And it doesn't even have to be pizza. Fucking help an old lady cross the street. Help, uh, uh, you know, you got a dollar. Give somebody a dollar. Oh, they're going to spend it on drugs. Well, fuck, they need more than a dollar for drugs. Give them five. You know why they're doing drugs? Because they got to fucking fall asleep out in the fucking cold street, man. They don't have a pillow. They don't have a fucking blanket falling asleep on a bench, on the ground. Fuck it. Do drugs. I don't care if they do drugs. They need that. They, they have that need in them, and you're fulfilling a need of another human being. Yeah. Yeah, just do... Go affect someone. Help somebody. Just fucking help somebody. Anybody can do it. Smile. Smile at people. People love that shit, you know? Yeah, bring out... Bring the positive energy. Pass yeah, it on. I, yeah, fucking do it, man. And just don't get an ego about it. Don't fucking think you're doing this. Don't do it for yourself is what I'm saying, you know? Yeah. Yeah, or don't do it for your identity or to be. Because I think. But even that, if you're doing it for yourself, there's still more good being done, so maybe I shouldn't. I shouldn't cast that judgment. You know, I shouldn't cast that judgment. Yeah, sure. So, yeah, whether your intentions are pure or not, do it. Don't post about it on Facebook. Go affect someone's life with a slice of pizza or whatever. It's, yeah, man. And I don't know, man. I, I've always had a soft spot in my heart for the homeless and the hungry and all that shit. You know. I, anybody on the other side of the tracks, man, I've always, like, uh, I've cared about, you know, because, like, you know, that sucks. And, like, I can honestly put myself in their shoes, and I don't get how anybody else can't, you know. Like, I guess the one thing I'm not empathetic towards is the lack of empathy. I don't understand how people can be like that, you know. Yeah, no, I agree. I don't... I don't know. But again, like you said, though, it's none of our business, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's not. Um, and it's not something worth getting upset about. I think um, you got to have control over what you're doing, you know, and uh, not. Uh, this goes back to what we started talking about, right? Not focusing on what other people are doing, focusing on what you're doing. Um, probably to less of a degree than I am, you know. But I think, I don't know, I think this anxiety might be good. I think it's driving me to be a better person. Yeah. No, and I, I do, I have the I have the same thing, man. I do, and I was talking about this with Alec yesterday on the podcast, too, and that is, we kind of came to that conclusion as well. A lot of the guilt and anxiety that I feel, um, sometimes it, it it isn't warranted, but, you know, ultimately it's me worrying that i hurt someone and i did the wrong thing uh which is good yeah see like i i'll do uh what I'll, even after i do the whole pizza thing 
I sit there and think to myself, I could have afforded another pizza. You know, I could have done that. Probably not actually having been able to afford another fucking large pizza just with, you know. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. You kind of think, oh, well, you know, where do I draw the line? But um, I don't know, man. No, I, I get that, though. And I think you're right. Anxiety and guilt have their place. I think sometimes you do shitty things and you feel bad about them and you're supposed to until you rectify them. Now, could I do without the stress nightmares? For sure. Yeah, you get what? What are your stress nightmares like? Um, there's one where I've woken up late for work, uh, like an insane amount. Like I missed a day I slept that much, okay. and I, 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 I'm like driving to get fired, you know. And there's that one. Uh, there's one where I'm being chased by some unknown entity, and I'm just running. Um, and then there's also like these ones where I'm just not myself. I'm like a bad person out doing bad things. Uh, and then it all catches up to me and just blam, you know, it just bites me in the ass. Uh, I got one where my teeth are falling out. I, I think that's a pretty common one. Yeah, I that have. means you're impotent. Yeah, I want the whole world to know I am impotent. You just told them. No condoms, everybody. Don't need them. Don't need them. That's you still wear condoms, everybody, regardless of you're impotent or not. There are uh, sexually transmitted diseases out in the world, uh, and this is my PSA. Wear a condom. Yeah, maybe. I'm trying to interpret. I, I have the dream. I have the one that reoccurs is I'm delivering... I'm delivering a pizza or I'm delivering food and I can't, I can't get it to the person and I'm perpetually, it's kind of like your late for work dream. Mm -hmm. Um, and there was one in particular, I was at Papa John's where I used to work and I needed to go into the store, but I was completely naked. So it already, I hadn't even delivered the pizza. So I'm already ashamed that I haven't delivered it. And this is the worst of the the dreams, this like reoccurring dream. But I'm also naked. So I have to walk into the store naked to get a new pizza. It was, it's that dream though. It's this like shame and like incapable of accomplishing something. Right. Uh, you, you know what I think that means? What? Uh... I think it means that you're worried that something deep inside of you is stopping you from getting your own, getting to your own goals. Yeah. yeah. Or you're, or you're just gay or whatever. That maybe it's both, dude. I think, I think yours, I think yours is like the being chased one. That one's interesting, but I think the being late for work one is like a disappointing people thing, you know? It's like the colossal dealing with your, you know, incapable to achieve other people's expectations. What do you think of that? Yeah, man, I think that's definitely something that's going on in my life. Because uh, I do want to satisfy everybody to some degree. But like, I don't know. It's at the same time, I know I cannot do that, you know? Right. I, I have an idea. All right. Let's hear it. Next time we have these dreams, what mm -hmm. we should do is just lean into the fact that you're not going to be at work on time, and I'm going to lean into the fact that I am not getting this pizza anywhere. Like, it is not going to... I don't know, if we can make it a lucid dream and control it and be and be okay with the fact that you're not going to go to work. You're going to completely abandon your responsibilities. You know what's going to happen to me? What? It's not going to be a dream? I'm going to think I was dreaming. And I just fucked my whole life up, man. That'd be fucking... 
How funny would that be? I'd laugh. And I, I would laugh so yeah. much because it's like, what a dumbass. Yeah, I'd laugh. I'd laugh. I wouldn't feel bad at all. Well, that's actually one thing I get anxiety about at, uh, quite often, you know. Um, I'm not – what is real, you know? I, like, I, I think what if the things I'm experiencing in real waking life, what if those didn't happen? And they always have happened. You know, it's never been like – Right. Uh, I've never been in a road state, you know, but – Yeah. What if – at some point I start creating false memories. You're afraid of that? I'm deeply afraid of that, man. Cause I think, um, I think it is entirely possible. And I worry about that every day. Like, did this actually happen? Oh, it did. I have proof. I've got, you know, have you ever encountered something where you're recalling it and you realize that it never happened? No, it's never, it's never been, uh, I've never, I have no justification for this. Um, Yeah. But it's just sort of like kind of an existential thing. Like, well, what is fucking real? You know, what, uh, you know? Yeah. No, I do. My, my equivalent to that is sometimes I'll forget where I am and I'll, I'll forget what I was doing. Um, or I'll be in a lot of times it'll happen in the shower or when I'm driving at night on a highway, I'll forget if I'm in the shower, I'll forget what shower I'm in. Um, and if I'm driving on the highway, I'll forget where I'm going and where I am. And that more freaks me out. Cause I've heard that's like a sign of early onset Alzheimer's. Right. But it also existentially freaks me out where I'm like, Oh my gosh, like I lost I lost track of everything there, you know? Yeah, man, that is scary stuff. Um, it's also kind of the opposite of what I got, you know? I am worried about creating false memories, and you're worried about losing your real memories. Yeah, but it, yeah, yeah, exactly. But it's that kind of like human brain malfunction, you know? Yeah. Freaky stuff, man. I don't, uh, I don't know how any of this shit works in my head. You know, I don't, uh, I haven't read a book about, I took a psychology class, man. And, uh, but like a lot of that stuff isn't very personal. It's gen, it's general, you know? Right. It's not anecdotal, dude. Not anecdotal, not an anecdotal experience. What else, uh, what else, what else are you scared of? Um, dude, I gotten better about dogs. Oh, really? I've actually, I'm not afraid of dogs. I've just, like, come to realize, like, I don't like them. Yeah, I've gotten better with the actual fear of dogs, man. Were you, like, for real scared of dogs? Yeah, I was pretty scared of dogs, man. Do you have a traumatic experience, or you just, what? Oh, just several, and then the dogs in Pakistan are just wild animals. Right. And they are, uh, oh, hello, everybody, I'm Pakistani, sort of. I was born in Pakistan. Uh, I was raised in Cincinnati, greatest city in the world. Just giving everybody a little background on me, you know. Right. But yeah, man, the dogs there were real mean, and then like my family's always been scared of dogs, and it's just that. Uh, but I've gotten better about that, man. I, I've uh, hung out with a lot of people who really care about dogs, and uh, you know, push me to not be afraid of them. So now I'm cool with dogs of people I trust, you know? Yeah, dude, I feel like, I feel like we're growing up, dude, like both of us. Yeah, man, I think we are, uh, hopefully. I mean, I'm, (laughs) it's funny, because how old are you? I am going to be 23 in uh, July. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm 29, so. Either way, I guess you're always growing up, right? Yeah, man. I think the last time you you interviewed me, I was, what, 2019? Yeah. That's yeah. crazy, dude. Dude, that is that is wild. That's funny because you messaged me, uh, and, you were, and you, you messaged me recently, and you were like, I went back and listened to our first episode, and it was pretty cringy, and, I'm, and I, I didn't go back and listen to it because I knew it was. 
I listened to the first one, and then I listened to the uh, the bonus episode we did, and boy, was that also cringy because it's me just angsty complaining. Oh, no, I've got it hard, man. Trust me. You know. Well, that'll be, dude. Actually, if you've made it this far into the podcast, go back and listen to Muhammad's bonus episode and see how far he's come. Or don't, man. I'm very ashamed of that version of me. Dude, just own it, man. I haven't taken... I've said a lot of bad stuff on the podcast, and I haven't taken down any episodes, because it's it was me at the time, you know? Did, didn't I make, like, an Anne Frank joke or something in that podcast? Probably. I probably did, too. I think you were very upset that I made an Anne Frank joke, and you were no. like, will people listen to this, Muhammad? I was joking around. I couldn't give less of a shit, dude. But, um... Also, you said if you're still listening to this, we are we are so uh, we're killing it right now, man. We are interesting. We are engaging. Yeah. How can somebody not be listening to this still? And there's the there's the fake arrogance. Yeah, I mean, usually I'm enthralled. Yeah, man. We're, we're we are cool. encapsulating the zeitgeist of our uh, of our generation, baby. Yeah, I wonder, I always wonder, I don't get a lot of feedback on this podcast, but I always wonder, like, how long people listen to it. Like, do they listen to the whole episode? Do they listen to a couple minutes? Do they listen to the intro? You don't have data on that? No, SoundCloud doesn't give you the data on, like, how long of a listen. So Really? Are you exclusively SoundCloud or iTunes doesn't either? Well, it all goes through SoundCloud. That's where your server space is. Right, exactly. You get it. Mm-hmm. So they do all the stats. But it would be interesting to know, like, what if I was putting out all these episodes and, like, no one's listening to an entire episode? <laughs> oh, well, that man. means you can just start being real racist at the end of them and see who sticks around, you know? Yeah, people just be like, oh, I love the episode. I listened to the whole thing. It was great in its entirety. <laughs> Hey, Joey, tell me how you feel about those Puerto Ricans now that people have tapped out. Oh, don't get me started, man. Uh, oh, and Puerto Ricans, Ecuadorians, you know, these Guatemalans. You know Ooh. what? I think these immigrant children need to stop complaining. I like oh, it. <laughs> oh, the government puts you in a cage and it's a travesty. But if your parents do it, it's like, why are you so weird, Muhammad? I couldn't agree more. Ah, oh, man. That was all a joke, everybody. I love me some immigrant children. I hope they cut out that that soundbite just so this podcast gets Goes some, viral. Yeah, gets. I, dude, I've been doing that on stage, of. and it is not well received. Keep doing it, man. Right now, keep talking shit. No, stop. <laughs> plug your plug all your stuff. All right, man. I got a podcast coming out sometime soon called "I'm So Sorry" with Muhammad Patel. If you want to know more about it, you can follow me on Instagram at M Patel Comedy. M P A T E L C O M E D Y on Instagram. You know Instagram. It's like the picture one. Um. And then you can come see me July 18th at Go Bananas Comedy. Uh, That's $5. It is the funniest person in Cincinnati contest in which I am competing in the semi-professional brackets. Ooh. Also, if you see me on the street, just give me a hug. I could use a hug. Everybody could use a hug. And then ask him for a piece of pizza. Yeah, if you're in need of a piece of pizza and it's Friday night and over the Rhine, I got you. Unless you're rich. And go get your own pizza, man. I'm not just going to wait in a line for you. Yeah, don't abuse him. Don't. I, I, don't, I don't like that. Please do not abuse me. I, I've been through enough. All right, cool. All right, dope, dude. I'm going to get out of my apartment. It's way too hot in here. But uh, it's been it's been real, dude. Yeah, man. I think this was a good one, man. I think this is honestly, I think this was real good. I think it was a good conversation. I feel better after that. Me too. Uh, how's the sound quality do you think crystal crystal yeah like like we were sitting across from each other yeah holding hands yep no one will know the difference no one will know the difference because i listened to vincent's and the quality was a little bit off on that one 
Oh, thanks. Not on you, man. I just I think it's a phone thing, right? Yeah, yeah. Could you still? Ah, this isn't. This is boring to listener. All right. Uh, wait, wait. Are people still listening to this at this point? You're not cutting it off now. Um. Actually, people will probably just tune in for the racism and then start from here. So. Oh man, we got another hour of conversation. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll tune in next time. Muhammad and I go full racist. Should be fun. We're actually starting our new podcast. It's called Blackface. Uh, you can't see it, but we will both be in blackface the entire conversation. All right, and we are done. Say goodbye, Muhammad. <laughs> hey, goodbye, everybody. I love you, uh, and uh, I care about you, and you need to know that somebody does. All right, peace, buddy. Peace. Peace.